Welcome to the Delight in the Limelight podcast. I'm your host, Linda Ugalow, speaking confidence coach and author of the book, Delight in the Limelight. I'm here to take you on a journey from the dread of public speaking to loving it instead. Before we get into the great episode I have for you today, I want to make sure you have my free checklist of speaking preparation rituals. Because getting ready to speak is more than practicing what you're going to say. It's about putting yourself into a state of body and mind to channel your best self. This free checklist includes the practices I use and recommend before speaking to ensure I'm clear-headed, grounded, warmed up, and focused. Download it at lindayugalo.com forward slash rituals. Okay, let's get on to the episode. Today, we're going to take a fresh look at the voice, and I'm going to go over ways of looking at and using your voice that can both increase your speaking confidence, your enjoyment, and your effectiveness as a speaker. You may generally like your voice, or maybe you don't give your voice much thought until it doesn't work for you, where it trembles and shakes when you speak up at a meeting, or when you listen back to a recording of yourself and you feel discomfort or dislike for what you hear. Today, Let's investigate your personal sound-making instrument so we can build upon your relationship to your vocal production and make it work for you. Before we go further, I want to recommend that if you have a fear of speaking, that you address the root causes and clear those away, because fear will always get in the way of you making new habits. I discovered this for myself when, in the midst of my 40 years of performing on stage, my singing voice became uncertain, unsteady, and wobbly. I totally lost my confidence. And though I was taking weekly voice lessons with a number of different voice teachers for a couple of decades, it wasn't until I finally sat down and addressed the fear that I was able to make any forward movement in changing my voice to help it become more steady and in control. So do that piece first. You can learn how to do that by listening to the previous episodes in this series, reading the Delight in the Limelight book, or checking out my online programs to help you clear the fear. So now back to the voice. First of all, isn't it amazing how everyone has their own unique sound? How we can often recognize someone we know just by the sound of their voice? You too have a sound print that is unique to you, or nearly. And that's why it's always a surprise when we come across two people who sound somewhat alike. Through your particular anatomy, mimicking those around you, and as you now know, the experiences and values that shaped your self-expression, you evolved the unique sound of your voice. And isn't it amazing also that as infants, we have the capability to learn any language in the world. Babies love and are fascinated by their ability to create sound. They spend endless amounts of time in playing with their sounds and they derive pleasure and delight from the experience. Because sounding is a pleasure. The vibrations feel good in the body. It can feel soothing, healing even. Now, as a child, once you mastered your ability to speak, unless you studied theater arts or singing or had a speech impediment like I did, you rarely give your speech production much thought ever again. You might notice that it's hard to speak when you're jogging with a friend or climbing a flight of stairs. If you're like most people, though, your attention is on the words you want to say and not so much on the actual production of the sound, unless you sing a lot 
And even if you do, the area of your vocal source can feel like a foreign country and uncharted territory. We don't really know what's going on in our throat, really. It's not like we can see it or follow the movements of another singer like we can follow the movements of another dancer. Probably we knew more as a two-year-old about sound making than we do now. We forgot. We got distracted by other things. Even though we speak with our voice, it's interesting that most people will prepare what to say, but they don't pay much attention to the instrument that they're using to speak. Yet your speaking does not emerge disembodied. You speak with your body, not without it. As a singer, I warmed up my voice together with my band before we performed, and everyone expects and accepts that. Singers warm up their voice in many ways that they will never, ever use in performance, but they do it because it opens up their sound. So why not someone who's going to speak in public? We assume that somehow it doesn't make a difference, but it does. Without felt awareness, we don't have much agency to make our voices work for us in an intentional way. So how do you go about rediscovering and loving your voice? I invite you to return to that experience of the child in your own sound making. Here are three areas where you can focus your attention on your voice to change the sound of your voice, your experience of the voice, and make speaking a lot more fun. Number one, start with making little sounds. Get to know how it feels to vibrate your vocal folds with the air. Hum here and there, sigh in different ways, all the while keeping your attention on the feeling in your throat. Don't underestimate the power of these little sounds. Remember, nothing is too small to practice or explore. It was by making these little sounds that I began to love the sound of my voice and derive deep pleasure after years of frustration. The next thing would be to explore the parts of speech. I don't mean the grammatical parts, but the vocal production parts, how you shape your vocal tract to change the vowels you make. In school, we learn that English has five vowels, A-E-I-O-U, but in speech, we have many more. Consider the vowel sounds in these words, sit, set, sat, sod, sun, sand, sir, saw. Many of my clients complain of tightness in their sound and in their throat, and I found that it's in the formation of these vowels that the throat can close down. So see which vowels feel most round and resonant to you in your voice, and then see how you can match the other ones to be equally easy and resonant. If vowels carry the resonance in your sound, the consonants provide texture and rhythm. Consonants, by definition, interrupt or break up the continuous sound of the vowel. The key to a round vibration in your voice is to articulate just enough consonant, but then to get off them quickly to make room for the next vowel. Your tongue is a master player in the articulation of sounds. Some letters are formed with the front of the tongue and others with the back. Consonant clusters in our language will engage and combine your tongue, your jaw, your lips and teeth. It's like a dance. Let yourself enjoy the interplay. It's both easy and not so easy to do. I know I get tripped up by words, so it's always a fun challenge every time I speak. A fun way to practice is with reading out loud. 
Bring your awareness not just to the open resonance of your vowels, but also to the parts of words that engage your lips, for instance. As you practice your lip awareness when you read out loud, you build up the muscles for better lip articulation and also find a balance between effort and ease in your speaking. And this mindful awareness of diction, which I like to call delicious diction, will increase your appreciation for the sounds of your words. You'll feel more of a connection to the production of sound inside yourself. Your diction and articulation will also become more nimble and people will find it easier to understand each and every word you say. It's a win for you and it's a win for the people who are listening to you. Now, although the words you choose to say are of utmost importance, you'll find that diction and the way you speak your words will enhance the meaning. When you use this delicious diction, the movement of the mouth feels sensual. Add that to the resonance in your voice and speaking becomes a full-bodied pleasure. The third way to enhance your voice is to expand its dynamic range. Back in my 30s, I put on several solo improv dance performances, but I also used my voice. At each performance, I included a short piece using three words. In one performance, the three words were, I don't know. In another, it was, I don't care. It's amazing how many ways you can say those three words, and I had so much fun playing around with them. I now call it the I don't care game. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Say it fast, say it slow, say it with disdain, exasperation, confusion, anger, angst, pain, compassion, love, indifference, etc. Say it as questions, say it singingly, play around going up or going down in pitch. There are so many ways to play with it. As you practice a script, imagine that every sentence has a shape of its own. Give every sentence its own variance. Playing with a script this way is magical. It will give lots of variety and interest to your speaking. I want you to love the sound and feeling of your voice, literally. When you love your voice, it won't mean that you'll dominate all your conversations, but it will offer you a big bonus of pleasure when it's your time to speak. So what's your takeaway? What are you going to try out or pay attention to? You can leave a comment on the episode page or email me at lynda at lindayugolo.com. And if you want to explore these ideas further, check out my programs on delicious diction, dynamic speaking, or love and transform your speaking voice. I'll have links in the show notes. Until the next episode, enjoy your vocal production and see how it might enhance your delight in the limelight. Thank you for listening to Delight in the Limelight. I hope you feel a little more hopeful and excited about speaking in public. If you like the show, recommend it to someone you know. And if you haven't yet read the book, Delight in the Limelight, you can get it online or at your favorite bookstore or request it from your local library. Remember, speaking is our human design. Let's learn to delight in it together.